Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. On 1116 SEN, this is the Flag Flyers for the American-Australian Association, devoted to strengthening relations between the United States and Australia. Hello everyone and welcome to the Flag Flyers, the place where we profile and chat about all the Aussies flying the flag for us in the US of A. I'm Christopher Tyler, alongside me is Lucky Miller. Nice shirt, buddy. Thank you. I thought I'd rock out the uh, Team Kyrie Irving or uh, Aussie Kyrie shirt. It's, it's t- a little bit tight on you, let's just say that. Uh, that's because I got an extra, extra, extra small as opposed to the fact that I'm... Are you uh, trying to show off your muscles? No, I'm, well, I don't think you can see any <laughs> muscles here. Uh, no, that's but why I, I said trying. Uh, uh, for the people at home that can't see me because it's radio, um, technology hasn't got that far yet, is that... Uh, it's I want to take a picture while you talk about it. No. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a kangaroo, basically Kyrie Irving shirt, which is basically just uh, his agent maximising the Australian sort of market for, uh, for uh, marketing dollars. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd cash in and... Help Kyrie, you know, buy an extra mansion with uh, all his Nike sponsorship dollars. Now, we've got a big show coming up, as we always do, mate. We've got part three of our chat with the boys from Eastern Washington University. We've got Venky Joyce, Felix Von Hoff, Michael Wern, and Jeremy McKay. You were not there for the chat. It was me and Damien Arsanis from pickandroll.com.au. We've been playing the chat for the last three weeks because it went for half an hour. It was an awesome chat, and we'll uh, upload the full podcast once we play uh, the third part in this episode. But it was a terrific chat from the boys from EWU, so we're going to be uh, playing that third part of the chat then. We're also going to be chatting to Olgan Yulik from pickandroll.com.au very, very shortly. He's got some uh, news, recruiting news from a whole bunch of Aussies. It's that time of year again, mate. There's going to be a lot of recruiting news, so Olgan is all over it for us, which is terrific. College football on again this weekend. It was terrific. Week two of the season. We all love it. What do you take away from the, from the, uh, from the weekend? Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Being week two, we still haven't had um, some of our... Uh, marquee recruits or, or the Aussies at um, really, really big programs get a start yet, um, namely Jake Ford at Oregon. And the other one I'm thinking of is um, uh, uh, Chris Tilby at USC. So I think it's more that they will were... probably take a couple of weeks to get into it because he only rocked up to on campus a week before season starts. Well, that's the case for both of them. I mean, well, Jake's been there for the preseason, but um, because they had the incumbent, uh, he's and, and he had a stinker on the weekend, the... Uh, the um, Ian Wheeler, is that, uh, yeah, the Aussies should be in sometime in next week or two and uh, obviously get uh, a little bit more air time, which would be great. But, uh, look, there was, um, there was, a, there was a, you know, some, some good games over the weekend. Obviously, Utah, um, number 2014, got over Utah State. Obviously, Tom Hackett there. Um, but, Didn't um, have his, the, the greatest of games, but uh, I think it will take him a couple of weeks to get back into the swing of things for Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, uh, you know, he holds himself to a pretty high standard and uh, you can't expect that, uh, you know, he's perfect all year round. But um, the one I want to touch on the most is uh, uh, Adam Gotsis, um, uh, our Georgia Tech uh, tackle, um, is that uh, he, he ended up having a, a sack and uh, two tackles for a loss, six tackles total um, in their um, win over, oh, who were they playing on the weekend? Um, Name escapes me. Uh, Tulane, 65-10 win. Uh, so, you know, Georgia Tech currently ranked 15, uh, finished the season, I think, number eight last year. Uh, this is a big season for Adam, obviously, going into his senior year and hopefully um, can get uh, get some more, you know, um, cred on the board for hopefully a crack at the NFL draft. I love the Michigan-Oregon State matchup, of course. We had an Aussie v. Aussie there. Blake O'Neill, who was playing in his second game for Michigan, and the Nick Perebski, who was playing for Oregon State. Nick Perebski had more kicks than Trent Cochin on the weekend. 
<laughs> it was ridiculous. I love how the fact that we can segue the fact, like you know, everyone's been having a crack at. Um, I kind of had to work it in. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that even in this uh, totally unrelated show, that uh, you've been able to have a, a snipe at Trent Cotchin. But he did. He had a lot of punts, and he had he had one punt. You remember how last season we would always keep track of punts inside the one because that's what we do for Australian punters. We don't count the inside the twenties. We count inside the ones because we're just that good. He had a punt that was inside the one, but one of his um. Someone on on the uh, on the kicking team, I think it was an illegal block or something like that. So the uh, the punt got called back. Then he had to re kick it, and it wasn't as good. So that was a bit disappointing from uh, from Nick's perspective. And then there was another situation where actually it was from that situation. He had an awesome punt. They went back to uh, to, to re snap it. The long snapper threw it completely over his head. Nick had to run back and get it, and he got uh, got dropped at the. Um, like the three-yard line or something. So that was uh, that was disappointing yeah, for, was, was, for Oregon State. There was a couple of Aussies on the weekend that had um, had uh, an insane amount of um, of reps. I think yeah, uh, Jamie Keane at LSU also had uh, had nine um, nine punts as well in their um, ooh, very close win um, uh, over um, name escapes me um, LSU. Um, oh, why did I forget this right off the top of my head? Uh, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, and uh, obviously uh, Fournette had a had a um, blinder as two uh, blinded two with three touchdowns. But uh, yeah, so all in all, um, you know, we're getting into swing of the season. I'm looking forward to it, mate. It's going to be a big show, so let's get into it. Joining us first up on rounding the bases this morning is Olga Nulik from PickandRoll.com.au, mate. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Not a problem, mate. Now, we'll start off uh, with some news out of the Makers camp. Uh, Arizona State conducted a home visit with the Maker brothers. Can you let us know what was going on here? Uh, yeah, that was on uh, Friday. Uh, Bobby Hurley and uh, one of his assistant coaches visited uh, Thon and Matur Maker. Um, Arizona State's probably the front runner for those two, um, or for Thon in particular. Um, and so, yeah, they, they conducted a home visit. It, it went really well, and... Uh, Arizona State also, after they visited the Maker Brothers, they went and visited Emmanuel Malou, who is also a Sudanese-Australian athlete. He's in junior college right now, but um, he's getting a lot of high-major interest as well. Is that a is that a coincidence that uh, it's just two of the Aussie um, sort of families that they visited, or do you reckon this might be, uh, you know, the start of maybe something bigger in terms of a pipeline? Well, Arizona State is starting to uh, recruit a lot of a lot of Australians. They've uh, they've offered Daniel Maddock, who's uh, we'll talk about a bit later, 2017 guy out of Perth. They've also offered Kieran Haywood, who's a 6'5 uh, point uh, shooting guard sorry, out of uh, Sydney. So, so they're starting to kind of build an Australian pipeline. Do you think it's as simple as where Thon goes, his little brother goes? I, I don't think so, because I think where Thon goes, he won't be there for, for long enough to play with his brother anyway. That's he'll, a good be, he'll definitely be a one-and-done guy. So the other one we, we need to talk about is another one from the Maker camp, uh, Makua Maker, uh, the 14-year-old cousin of, uh, of Thon. He's ended up at uh, Los Angeles High School. Um, he has. He's, at, um, he's playing in Los Angeles now. He's, he's, he's new to the whole um, high school basketball system. He's, I, only, I only learned about him a few days ago as well. Um, so so it's, it's quite interesting. We have a new... Kind of maker in the in the pipeline. He's at a West Hills Chaminade in Los Angeles. Six um, eleven. He can he can really play for a fourteen year old. He's going to be a, a really cool guy to watch as he progresses through high school. 
I'm interested to know how does that um, how did he come into the system over there? Because obviously, you know, it seems convenient that you know he's, he's from the maker family or in that family tree. But has he been someone that uh, has um, you know been been hunted from over here in Australia and been offered a scholarship, or or was he already over there with um, with Don and Matua? So he was in Perth. So he, he wasn't over there. Um, he does have a scholarship at, at the school that he's at. Um, but it's not it's not like he's as highly touted as, as Thon was at that age. Thon was uh his his hype was, was really high at that point. So McHugh is still new to it all. Um he's just moved uh to the US right now, so it'll it'll be interesting to see how he goes. You mentioned Daniel Manning before he joins Rivals twenty seventeen rankings and he's received a St John's offer as well. Can you let us know about this? Yeah, so so he joined uh, the Rivals twenty seventeen rankings. He's number sixty four. Uh this is the first time he's been ranked by uh, any scouting service in the US, so that's, that's quite a big deal. He's, he's a really good player, he's a good kid as well, um, and he's got a St. John's offer, so uh, Madding's attending uh, St. Anthony High School, which is in uh, New Jersey. St. John's is maybe a 10-minute drive, and so I expect Chris Mullen and his coaching staff to, to be recruiting him quite highly. St. John's is the one that gets to play a few games at uh, MSG yeah. every year, isn't it? They do, they do. They're, they've got a, a really cool location in New York, <laughs> yeah. And has Daniel Manning received? I've read a couple of your articles about him recently, but has he got any other offers on the table? Um, he does. Uh, off the top of my head, he's got an LSU offer. Um, I've just spoken to some guys at uh, Middle Tennessee State. They're quite interested in him. Uh, he's also got a Seton Hall offer. Um, he, he'll get a whole, he'll get a lot more offers uh, as he progresses through through this year, especially at St. Anthony's with uh, Hall of Fame coach Bob Hurley, kind of helping his uh, development. Mate, thanks for joining us on the show again. We can always read your stuff at pickandroll.com.au. Always love having you on the show. We'll speak to you soon. For sure. Thanks for having me. Chatting to Australians flying the flag in the US of A, this is the Flag Flyers. Welcome back to the Flag Flyers, Chris Tyler and Lockie Miller. We're going to be playing part three of our chat with the boys from Eastern Washington University who joined me and Damien Arsenis from pickandroll.com.au in the studio a few weeks ago. We've been playing the chat over the last three weeks. Today is the last part of it. It was a, a chat with Venky Joyce, Felix von Hoff, Michael Wern, and Jeremy McKay. The boys were a great chat, so uh, let's get into it. Now, Jeremy, you're uh, entering a redshirt year, I believe, so you'll be uh, out for the season. But what are you? Do you have, do, have you given yourself any personal goals uh, coming into the season? What you hope to achieve over the next twelve months? Um, well, personally, off on the court, basketball wise, um, I want to become a better ball handler and a better shooter. I feel like those two parts of my games definitely need improving, and with twelve months in the gym. Definitely I can do that because I'm not playing. I can work out on game days and I can push myself harder than these guys can all season because I'm not going to have to be rested for game days. I can work out on game days. I work out after the game. I can get shots up more and trying to get a bit stronger too, more explosive. So when I come in next season, I've got the, I'm better ball handling so I'll be able to create off the drill more and hopefully stick some jump shots. So are you the key to Vinky getting better? You're going to push him off the court? <laughs> What do you think, <laughs> I mean, we played some one-on-one the other day and it seemed like Venky was pushing me off the court. <laughs> so, I mean, I might have to get on the bench press a little bit more and then we'll see what happens. No, it'll be great. Jez, Jez is a good defender and um, I think I think once we get more familiar with each other's games, I think we'll both push each, push each other, get better, you know. So from a team perspective, is it all about making the tournament? Is that the, is that the team goal at the moment? Or when do you actually sit down and actually create some team goals for the so, season? So, I mean, obviously, especially with last year, we've got huge, you know, um, almost expectations. And we definitely do want to do everything and more. Um, There's been a but, big turnover, though. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. First, Firstly, before we can even set goals is to realistically evaluate, you know, um, 
what we even have. You know, I haven't seen uh, some of our, you know, major pieces even on the floor yet. So, um, you know, it'll be good just when, when, once I get back and, you know, seeing all the guys in the same place finally have our first team practice where everyone's there. That's going to be huge because, you know, um, from, from a an outside-in perspective and, and even from, from my perspective, we've got players that, I mean, it looks like, I mean, we could be even better than last year. And that's a scary thought because um, we've definitely got a system in place. And, and with the guys who've stepped up last year, I mean, it's it's just, I just can't wait to get to it, really. How much does that system actually change when you've got such a big turnover and, and the leading scorer from last year, mm-hmm. Tyler Harvey, is gone? How much does that system actually change? Or is it pretty much the same and they kind of just plug the holes it's just we're just going to flip the entire offense. Um, I think it's really, really hard for, um, you know, if you're a guard your whole life, if you're a big your whole life, you're accustomed to on a ball screen. You're you know showing to help the guard. If you're, um, you know, you're a guard, you're used to. Um, I guess, I guess, especially when it comes to help defense, you're not used to clogging up the lane and going for blocking shots. What we basically are doing is saying. Um, you know, for everyone uh, who did get a chance to see Bogdan play last year, especially towards the end of the season, I mean, he is just going to have an incredible year. Uh, and likely he's either as our f- um, three or four, depending on how, you know, some guys step up on the team, um, and me at the four or five, once again, depending on how some guys step up on the team, we could potentially have, you know, a four and five that are trying to be the playmakers on the team and setting, you know, big guys having to come off the pick um, and then guards trying to, you know, be the help defense, last line of defense and people don't see that day to day so it's just going to be really, really challenging for, for other teams to stop us. Yeah, and Felix, you'd be expecting for a big role this year as well, I take it, now that your team co-captain leadership on and off the court, I'm assuming, yep, Benke. Yep. Um, high expectations, I, I'm assuming he's your protege. Yeah, Felix. Felix. I mean, he's already overtaken me um, as social ambassador. I don't think I ever got the opportunity to. Um, so, I mean, off the court, he's already got me covered. But you know, Felix, he's in a great position. I mean, you know, especially how he ended um, last year, and you know, all throughout the year last year, came on his end of his freshman, um, and you know, especially getting us into the NCAA tournament in the first place. I mean, Felix had some crazy games, like uh, the one against Sac State. Some big what was shots. It, what was it for? Like six of six of nine or something. Fifty-two points, forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not tired. Yeah, you, 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 you. <laughs> I think that's why it's a bit fuzzy, but uh, maybe combined over three or four games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty-two oh, wait, points for the season, season, thirteen rebounds, yeah. and an average of one. Thirteen maybe exceeding the limit. Yeah. I think we'll give him. He made some big shots. He yeah. made some huge shots for us, and that's what we're expecting him for this next season. So, I mean, Felix is always happy to shoot, and we're definitely happy to kick it to him. So, when the schedule comes out at the start of the season, and you know who you're going to play. What games do you circle at the start of the season? Who are you most looking forward to playing? What What's the biggest rivalry for you blokes? Who are you most looking forward to kind of having a crack at next? Uh, well, I think that all the guys on the team are really excited about big schools. That's what we want. We want big schools. We want to be able to make our name for ourselves like we did with Indiana. We got that momentum early in the year and we rode that throughout the rest of the year. So one, one of the big ones is our first actual first game and away game against Mississippi State. And I think that is going to be a huge one for us, setting the tone for that because we will be on quite a bit of a road trip. That'll be massive in setting the tone, tone, especially with the young guys. If we can come out there and you know do our best there, and you know, hopefully it goes our way, then it you know really uh, sets the precedent for what we do on the rest of the trip. So big games on the road against big programs, big schools in conference. Obviously, Montana 
Um, you, you hit up them in the final last year. They've got an Aussie on their roster too, or a couple of Aussies on their roster as well, Big don't they? Fabs. Yeah, yeah, baby Fabs. You're one Shout of my out. friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, played, I actually played in the under-17 Worlds team with Fabs. Yeah. And he played on the under-19. Unfortunately, he did an injury before the tournament. He couldn't go. But yeah, no, I'm pretty close friends with Fabs. And it's, uh, so how does that rivalry go? Um, well, because obviously now you've got bragging rights Well, we over won. That's, yeah, exactly. that, that's, that's how it went last year. We won. That's, yeah. So is, is he going to be able to use that now to his advantage? Or is... You'd, well, I hope not. But, uh, yeah, no. Well, I think he is. He is a fiery little, fiery little guy. So fiery big guy, actually. But uh, yeah, no. I think they're all. We there's actually a video that came out after the year after the Montana game. I'm not sure if some of you guys saw it. And it was a sort of like it just summed up the emotions of the game. And we sort of watched that video for motivation. But I'm sure they're watching that video as well. So it it works two ways. So I think the motivation we gain from winning that and the feeling that we're chasing, we also got to understand that Montana have that exact same thing that they're chasing now, and they they're going to be really hungry. They're chasing that hill for exactly what we felt last year and they feel that they should have got it. So, Do you pass down that kind of, I want to say hatred, to, of these teams to the new guys like Jeremy and Michael? Do you actually kind of take them in and say, all right, this is why we hate this team, this is why we need to beat them or is it kind of just a thing where it's kind of a bit of a given and they kind of just hate them as soon as they kind of walk on campus? <laughs> I think they come in with a bit of a, like hate's a very strong word. Like there is a lot of, like you speak to any of the guys on these teams, they're fantastic dudes. Well, there's fantastic. been a lot of love in the studio. You just hate the jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all we're talking about. Yeah, I, I, I dislike the jersey. I dislike the fact that they're trying to take the win away from us and that's the main the main thing that you've got to come out every night with a sort of an aggression, which I think Venky does a great job of just an aggression where it's, you know, there's no way that you guys are taking this from us. This is how we, we, we traveled on that Delta airlines flight for two hours. To get over here. We're, we're goddamn getting this win. So it's, uh, did yeah. you get an aisle seat? That's the most important thing. Yeah, well, we, we always try to fight for the exit row. I think coach Hayford got the aisle seat. Oh yeah. That always happens. <laughs> All right. So we've got Venky here now. He's, he portrays a very clean cut image. A um, well-spoken young man. Where are you going with this? <laughs> uh, is there anything, Felix in particular, we, we should know about um, Venky to get to know him a little bit better? Uh, most definitely. I think Venky, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your finger on the cut button. But um, no, Venky, one thing about Venky on road trips, Venky eats very well. Me and Venky probably have the polar opposite diets. In terms of I live on road trips on a, a Wendy's shake. Or a, yeah, I, li- I, live on a, I live on a diet of purely thick shakes. That sort of thing. Whereas Venky has his own stove now, which he cooks his own stuff. <laughs> You're but joking, pro- are you? No, actually, one road trip, I, I definitely, you know, I think we had like a nine-something day road trip. And look, American food, just sometimes it gets the best of you. And I, I just can't deal with all the fat and grease after the fifth day. I can deal with it. I, I, I do a fine job of dealing and with Buca it. Buca de Beppo, <laughs> not. I can't do pasta six days in a row. And the boys definitely can. Um, so you so know, what do you whip out? You, you got this little so stove, spices, like stove, spices, you know, spices, I, I, spices, I brought, spices. I brought, <laughs> tell you what, I I do like my cuisine, so <laughs> I I mix it up at home, and you know, I don't think um, I just don't think I can I can I can eat fast food nine days in a row. So you can expect yeah some some creations in the hotel room from time to As time. As social ambassador, I'll make sure to tweet his uh, <laughs> menu each road trip. Yeah, if, I can, if I can fit it into a 140-character tweet. And what about his recipes as well? There might be some interest. Yeah, I don't want to release that too much because I feel like some of the other four men in the big sky <laughs> Joyce, might jump Joyce, on that one. Yeah, Joyce family <laughs> secret. Yeah. <laughs> So what, Felix, you were saying how much uh, your diet's opposite to, uh, to Venky's. Yeah. What would be your favorite food then? You said you, eat, you have a lot of thick shakes. Is there kind of one food, one American um, delicacy that, uh, that you love to, to, 
to eat? Oh, I'm trying to sort. I've got all the taste in my mouth now. I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to sort through it. Uh, he's trying to work out when he's going to book his flight back home early now. Yeah, yeah. actually, I might just get out the studio now and head over there. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm not really sure. One thing is that the hash browns that they serve over there, like the stringy sort of. It's not like a you know you get a hash brown over here. It's like a solid thing. Over there, it's like a sort of a, a stringed one. I, I quite like that. But other than that, it's it's more just whenever you order a milkshake, it's it's a big <laughs> cup of ice cream. Just go make the It is a big it? cup of ice cream. Over here, you get a milkshake and it's milk. But over there, it's just a big cup of ice cream. And I think that's just something that Australian culture really needs to adopt. <laughs> so, yeah. That's something for you to come back home. What are you yeah. studying over there? Uh, I'm actually just jumping into film. Oh, film. Really? So, yeah. That's interesting. This guy's been looking for someone I'm to do filming. I'm a big film guy. I, I used to study screenwriting because okay, I, I wanted yeah. to be a writer until nice. I realized it was Yeah, well, I'll be jumping into, much. you know, the, fir- the first year of it is a little bit of, you know, a little bit of screenwriting, a little bit of uh, directing. Might throw in a bit of acting there. You never know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really going to be interesting. I started off doing, so I was what? doing business to start with. Okay, I was going to say, what January are you looking at? Sorry? What genre are you looking genre? at? Um, genre. 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 I'll spit that out of me. John Rowe. John Rowe. I meant to know this bloke. Sorry, I was trying to roll it into it so I didn't have to quite get it right or get it really wrong, but it just sounded even worse. Well, in terms of... Split right down the middle. In terms of genre, I think I really haven't worked out what actual sort of thing is what I want to specifically do in film yet. So it's hard to... Uh, hard. And the fact that I haven't actually yet directed anything apart from a couple of Snapchats... <laughs> well, do you know Wes Craven also, Social ambassador. Today. It all makes sense yeah, now. Yeah, it's yeah. We should scream a couple of great videos on social media, stream. Eagles fans this season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I actually will try to... I actually want to get my hands on a GoPro for the season and I want to try and sort of document oh, a bit of stuff that funky goes shots. on with the year. Yeah, so... We'll probably end up with about 10 minutes worth of footage that I can actually I wish, put um, on the internet. I wish after. the radio show could portray um, Felix's suave haircut. Cause that's <laughs> that you can probably feel it on the other end of the airwaves. Short on the sides. We can nice probably post back. that image when we release the podcast as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like the Bryce Harper. It's another baseball reference. I did yeah, actually just like sh- shave the moustache off today. You had the, the stash. I, I was going to say, there's a lot of fuzz in here. How dirty was it? It was like quite the, dirty, the, uh, yeah, a couple of... Uh, atrocious, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> atrocious. So as team leader, Vinky, of course, yeah. you wanted to jump in and uh, say something and get oh, rid of it? Oh, mate, I mean, during workouts, if a moustache <laughs> is ever glistening, that's just unacceptable. <laughs> unacceptable. Unacceptable to the male population. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what would be... Uh, let's, let's go, because I'm kind of in the mood to talk movies now. Let's move on from, from some basketball. We'll go around and we'll get all your favourite movies or, or some of your favourite movies, some of your inspirations. Felix, we'll start with you. What would be one of your favourite movies? Again, I'm very. I'm not really huge on just picking one out. Oh, give, I, give me a couple I, of I them. Love, uh, probably Castaway is one of the original. Yeah. The old Tom Hanks. Nice. Castaway. 12 Angry Men, an old one. Yeah, right. The old lawyer one. That They'd probably be up there in the top two. The, the, yeah, I'd, I'd probably put that be my top two at the moment. That's good enough for me, Jeremy. What about you? Do you have any favourite movies? Are you a big movie guy? Uh, a little bit. It's just me being as Aussie as I am, hands down, The Castle. Oh, oh, good man. Nothing, oh, nothing wrong with that. Now, for American fans that may actually listen to this at some stage, you've got to get your hands on a copy, and then you'll need to ask an Aussie how to interpret it. That is a tremendous <laughs> pick, by the way. That is, oh, I should have bought some sound effects of the How's the serenity? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Venky? Um, well, I think, I mean, I, I definitely love movies, and um, I think I think for me, probably like the... <laughs> that would be hilarious. Felix just said Bollywood. Um, <laughs> not not particularly that one, no. Um, but I Any think medical uh, all, all based the, movies. You know what? Actually, the thought provoking ones like the Interstellars and in, in like Inception, uh, all that kind Nolan. of stuff. I, I love it. Oh, mate, absolutely yeah, love it. Sci-fi. So, yeah, well, I mean, thought provoking films. I like futuristic. That. <laughs> 
Yeah, so any, anything, anything. Interstellar else. was fantastic. Absolutely well. fantastic. Did you see it at um, at the cinemas? Yeah, I saw it at the cinemas. Yeah, that's yeah. the best place to go. I oh, went to absolutely. IMAX and saw it. That's kind of where you have yeah. to see it yeah. with the big screen. Well, yeah, I just saw uh, Jurassic World on IMAX, and that was fantastic. Because yeah. I was sort of going into that one thinking, like, surely there's, there's a lot of stuff you can stuff up in this. With this yeah, exactly. Dinosaur. But uh, I thought they did a fantastic job. So, yeah. It's a bit fun. Michael, what about you? Some of your favorite movies? Um, I'm probably the most typical basketball. Um, no, no, not Friday. Um, <laughs> the most typical basketball uh, option probably be Coach Carter. Yeah, I was going to say I'm Coach Carter. Yeah, That's I'm one with of my you. I love that one. It's that and a, Hoosiers. Oh, I yeah, prefer Coach Carter really, a lot yeah. more than Hoosiers. <laughs> no, no, Coach Carter's mm. ahead in my list, but Hoosiers isn't far behind. Rebound? Yes, <laughs> white man can't jump. I only saw that for the first Airbutt. time, probably like six months ago. I can't you, believe you just admitted that on air. I know wow. it's shocking, but you know that, that that's just not right. I'll pay it on myself. That's all right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Best of luck for the upcoming season, guys. We'll be we'll be watching you, you very very uh, heavily throughout the season and, uh, and over the next couple of seasons as well, because it's going to be chock full of awesome moments. Hopefully, and, and we'll make sure to keep up to date and hopefully get uh, a lot of you guys on throughout the season as well, which would be terrific. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys, for having us. That brings us to the end of the show today. Chris Tyler and Lockie Miller. As always, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Flag Flyers or on Twitter at The Flag Flyers as well as all of our SEN America content at SEN America or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash SEN America. Coming up, our uh, second episode of our new college show, College Nation, where Lockie and I go through a whole bunch of things, including the fact that uh, the NCAA will review some legislative proposals that are going to be put forth to them by uh, all the membered schools in the NCAA. So we're going to be chatting about that as well as uh, week two of the college football season and much, much more. So stay tuned for that.